Hallelujah. Oh, I said Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles with me to Deuteronomy chapter number eight. Deuteronomy chapter eight. I want to read from. I'll start from verse eleven, if you don't mind. Deuteronomy chapter eight. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter eight. Beware that you do not forget. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by keeping his commandments, his judgment, and his status or statutes which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your heads and your flocks are multiplied, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, in every, in which were fairy serpents and scorpions, and Testy land, testy land, which where sorry where there are no water, who brought you water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and might test you to do you good in the end. Then you will say in your heart, my power and my might. The, the might of my hand has gained me this wealth. And you shall remember you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which is swore to your fathers as it is this day. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Or oh, let me continue. Do you want me to let me continue? Verse 90 says, Then it shall be, if by any means, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyed before you, so shall you, so you shall perish because you did not you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Beware not to forget. That is what the, the King James says. Beware not to forget. Last week we started talking about remember not to forget. Amen. And I was saying to you last week that there is great advantage in remembering. Remembrance. Having the ability to remember serves you a great advantage hallelujah because remembrance makes you get ahead in life if you are somebody who does not forget you will get ahead in life in fact history tells us that men don't remember isn't it that is why we keep repeating everything that we do the bible says in ecclesiastes that there is nothing new under the sun whatever shall be has already been so if you are somebody who remembers and knows what has been in the past, then you will be able to live a, a, a better life because of the ability and the power you have to remember things. Hallelujah. Remembrance makes you do better. 
because you know the pitfalls. You know where you failed. You know where, where not to go and where to go. Where to go for help and where not to go for help because of your ability to remember. Remembrance makes you do less mistakes. If you are somebody who remembers, you are likely to make less mistakes than somebody who has no memory or does not remember easily. Hallelujah. Remembrance makes you grateful. If you are somebody who remembers, you'll be grateful. You know, in life, people help you. There is nobody in life who is self-made. The day you were coming to this world, somebody helped you come in. Your mother pushed you, but somebody caught you so that you didn't break your neck. Hallelujah. Somebody had to wipe you down. Somebody gave you your first bath. Somebody helped to teach you how to walk. Somebody helped you to teach you how to wash yourself, how to do things for yourself. Never become too proud. Never have a, a, a life that no, I don't need anybody in life because I am my own man. I am, my, I am self-made. No, you are not self-made. There is nobody in life who is self-made. Hallelujah. If you have great mem memory, you will remember and you'll be grateful and to keep you humble. Amen. So we're looking at the reasons why this particular subject is very important and I said to you is because the first is because human beings as we are, we tend to be forgetful. Life makes us forget. If we are not forgetful, how would a mother who has gone through so much pain to give birth and vow that I will never ever go through such pain again? A few, a couple of years later, she's pregnant again ready to go to the same place she vowed never to go. And then as soon as she comes back, she says that this is it. I'm not going back again. Guess what? Within a few months, she's ready to go back again. Hallelujah. It's because human beings as we are, we are wired to forget things easily. No matter what God did to Israel, they kept forgetting everything that they went through. In fact, the whole chapter of Deuteronomy chapter 8 it's about remember. In fact, the title of the, the chapter is Remember God. The whole chapter is about remember. Because we tend to forget. Hallelujah. We tend to forget. As we are, we tend to forget. That is why we make mistakes. That is why we backslide. So this particular subject where we are treating is very important for all of us because it will help us to succeed in life. Remember, or remembering God helps you to build your own faith. In, in uh, 1 John 5, 4, the Bible says that anyone that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The, and the thing that brings you a lot of faith is memory. Remembering the past victories. Remembering what God has done for you. Remember what you have done in the past to succeed. That will help you and it will inure to your benefit. Give you faith. Remember David. David was about to go face Goliath and the king was saying that you cannot go and face Goliath. Why? Because Goliath is a man who has been is well experienced. He's been uh, a warrior since his youth and you are but a youth. And David said, I remember your manservant, your servant kept his father's flock in the backside of the desert. And a lion came and took one of the lambs. And I chased after the lion. I caught the lion by the beard and I slew it. And a bear also came. And I chased the bear and I smote the bear. Your servant 
and the Lord that helped me to, to, to kill the bear and the lion is the same God that will help me to overcome Goliath. Faith had been built because of memory, because of remembrance. Hallelujah. Because he remembered, he had faith. So remembrance that we, 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 we remember God, it tends to build our faith and makes us victorious in life. Amen. Remember, remember God for protection. You know, we just sang a song saying that the angel encamps around, around me. So I shall not fear. I will not be afraid. Why? Because the angels are encamps around me. How do we know that the angels encamps around us? It's because we remember from the word of God how God guided Israel by a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. If God so guided Israel, God will keep you. The Lord that keeps Israel is the same God that keeps you. Am I talking to somebody? So you, you remembering God helps you to become somebody who, is, who has faith. And you are not discouraged easily. The next one is that you don't lose courage if you remember. Hallelujah. Because God has brought you through similar difficult situations before. And he's the same God that is with you. And he will see you through these difficult times. Amen. So don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Don't allow the circumstances to confound you. Don't let it, don't, don't let it overwhelm you. Because God is with you. Am I talking to somebody? God does not suffer forgetfulness as men do. If God that we are dealing with does never, he never forgets, then we have no business forgetting God. Amen. He says that a mother can forget. Isaiah chapter 49 verse 15, can a woman forget a suckling child that she should have, she should not have compassion on a son of her womb. Yea, they may forget, mothers may forget their own sons. Yet I will not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee in the palm of my hand. I, thy walls are continually before me. He says that he has written our names in the palm of his hands. So he will never forget. Have you ever written a phone number on your palm before? Or written something important because you didn't want to forget? Who has done that? If you have done that before, then God is doing the same thing. Because he never wants to forget. You see, if you are somebody who remembers God, you'll be loyal to God. It is required amongst faithful uh, stewards that a man be found faithful. Amen. A man be found faithful. You can only be found faithful if you remember. You can only be loyal to God because of remembrance. Today I want us to talk about, about last week we talked about remember God through your crisis. How many remember? Yes, last week we talked about remember, remembering God through the crisis period. Today, I want us to talk about remembering God in your times of prosperity. You know, last week we talked about how Israel kept forgetting when they were with Moses, they got to the Red Sea, they forgot, and, and Moses had to tell them that, don't be afraid, do not fear, don't be discouraged, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. And we use the three things, uh, the, the four things to see how to remember God through our crisis time. Today, we want to talk about remembering God through our times of prosperity. Just as crisis times makes you uh, forgetful of the power of God, in the same way, when you become so full and so prosperous, you tend to forget who God is. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, when Moses was writing about remember God, 
he started by telling them that, do you remember the times of crisis? Verse 1 through to 6, 7. He said, do you remember your times of need? How you worked, you walked barefoot, you walked with just one shoe in the wilderness and one, one set of clothes for 40 years and 40 nights and nobody's clothes was uh, torn. Nobody became too big for the clothes they were wearing. You try wearing the same clothes for two years. You see that signs and wonders, you may start losing some buttons. Are you getting what I'm saying? But Moses was saying that, remember that time, how you walked with the, the, the wilderness and God provided for you. Your fathers ate manna that they didn't know. When there was no water, I created water through the flinty rock. I created water for you to drink. Remember those old times. Because the place that I am taking you to, the place of promise, the promised land, when you get there, it's a place of prosperity. Hallelujah. It's a place of prosperity. So he says in verse 11, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandment and judgment and his status. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses, those things make your tend to make you forget. May tend to make you become forgetful. Remember how you served God when you were a single lady. When you didn't have a husband. How you were so thirsty after God. How you were, you were so passionate. You were the first in the church and the last to leave. And now that you are married and God has blessed you with a child, you forget about church. How shameful is that? Now we have to beg you. We have to negotiate with you. We have to plead with you. To, to even come to church. You're coming to church is as if you're coming to do us a favor. Now we cannot even as much as get you to do the job that you used to do. You used to usher in the church. You used to pray in the church. You used to do all those things. Now we can't get you to do that. Why? Because you have eaten and are full. The thing that you were fasting and praying to God for, now you have received it. So what, 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 what more? What more do you need? But remember that the same God that gave you those things can take them away from you just like that. Have you not seen people that got married and within six months their husband died? Have you not seen that before? I, I, I'm, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about my, my neighbor just two or three doors away from me in my, in my area that I grew up. Got married. This lady, beautiful lady, medical doctor married a very nice handsome young man after the wedding a few months after the wedding the man just was traveling went somewhere and she got a phone call that her husband had died few months after marriage and if you know this sister she's very quiet i mean Butter will not melt in her mouth. In fact, when I heard that she was married, I was asking myself, how did the man do it? Because she's not the type of person who even, when you say hello, will respond back. Hallelujah. So don't think that, you know, you, because of your temporary, your temporary success that you have had, that is it. God, God doesn't exist anymore. You don't need God anymore. Who told you that? He says that remember the Lord your God because it is he that gives you the ability to create wealth. That is why you need to remember. Amen. Essentially, Moses called from, from Israel to remember to depend on God throughout. When you are poor and broke, depend on God. When you become prosperous, 
don't depend on the prosperity. Don't depend on, on the riches and the connections you now have. Because you are rich, now you have a lot of friends. See, riches attract friends. Riches makes you have a lot of connections, a lot of powerful people. When you are rich, you have, you have power. But don't depend on the power. Don't depend on the powerful people you have around you. Because power is, is temporary. Power is at a uh, given time. When that time is over, it's gone. R- look at Donald Trump. He's trying to cling, cling on to power. But you see, power is for a short time. They are saying that he has 60 more days. He is trying very hard to, 57 days. He is trying very hard to, to do some, bring some new laws. Bring some, he asks, can I go and bomb Iraq, Iran? Ah, what has Iran done? You you just said that you want to pull a troop from Iraq. They say yes, I'm pulling troop from Iraq, but they cannot go and bomb Iran. Why? Because power has a set time. Now you have only 50 days, 59 days or 57 days. You can't go bombing people anymore. You can't go doing things. You see, because the guy forgot that all the power he had and the respect and the voice that he had to to command and people just follow, it was for a short time. So it got to a point, he was not, people are dying and he's thinking about golf. You know? And so the people say, ah, this guy, if we keep him here, we'll all die before he does anything about it. Let us choose somebody else. Hallelujah. I'm not a politician. Don't Don't write to me. If you write, I won't read it. Uh, if Biden also thinks that now that he's coming, he, the, 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 the masses are with him. He's got more than 80 million, 90 million following him. So he can come and misbehave. He's also got a very short time. After that, we will change. Hallelujah. So prosperity does not last forever. It is uncertain riches. The Bible calls it uncertain riches. Do not trust in uncertain riches. Because the riches you have is uncertain. Some, the Bible says that in Proverbs that it develops wings and it flies away. Hallelujah. In God's plans, difficult times of wilderness will come. Beautiful, good times will come. But be very, very balanced in those times. Be balanced when you are going through crisis. Don't go around saying God has abandoned me and forsaken me and go around throwing tantrums all over the place. And when prosperity comes and riches can be balanced. Hallelujah. Can I give you a few reasons why you need, you, uh, prosperity causes us, you know, the, the, the danger or temptation to forget God. Why we tend to forget God when we become prosperous. Let me give you a few reasons, a few things that happens. Number one, prosperity develops pride. Amen. When you become prosperous, the first that enters you is pride. Remember how humble you were when you were not married. Now you have a ring on your finger. Now when you're talking to people, you use your left hand to talk. Because prosperity brings pride. Hallelujah. Prosperity brings pride. When God blesses us and people begin to recognize who we are and our fame tends to go abroad we tend to forget where we have come from we tend to forget those that helped us we tend to forget 
and we become proud and begin to believe in the hype that people are giving us. We begin to believe in everything people say about us. We begin to believe that we are all-knowing. Somebody uh, watched on, uh, was it CNN or somewhere the other day that some people have made Donald Trump an image that they worship. I don't know whether you saw something like that. But if, and apparently he's always watching TV. So if by any chance he sees this type of people, group of people who worship him, they put a picture and they burn incense and they are kneeling and worship. If he sees that thing, that hype can go into anybody's head and make them believe in their hype, become very proud and think that they have, they have become what they have become because of their own hands. There's a king in the Bible called Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 4. Let's go to Daniel chapter 4. Now, Daniel, uh, Nebuchadnezzar came into power when he was a young man. And he was so obedient to the voice of God. He was so humble that God began to use Nebuchadnezzar. It was in his uh, tenure of office that Israel became industrious. Israel began to become very industrialized. They built a lot of houses, a lot of buildings. They built a lot of uh, uh, implements, accoutrements that they used for farming and everything. So they, they began to become very prosperous. From verse 30, after the king had built his own palace, one of the most beautiful palaces in the world then, most beautiful, he had his own waterworks. I mean, waterways. Uh, he had his own like fountains, everything. Like it was the most scientific, most industrialized part of the world. The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for my royal dwelling by my mighty power and for my, the honor of my majesty? While the words were still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it, has, it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. And you shall be driven, or they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. And gives it to whomever he chooses. Hallelujah. God was saying that I am going to send you on an excursion into the forest. To go and have meetings. Not with dignities. But with oxen and cows. With antelopes and deers. Seven years you are going to become an animal. This is somebody who has just built so much wealth. So much prosperity. He had made not only himself prosperous, he had made not only the kingdom of Israel prosperous, but he had made everybody, every, all the region around. In fact, his kingdom stretched from now Asia, that's from India, all the way to Africa. The then world, the known world, his kingdom stretched from the coast to coast. He owned practically the whole world. He was a king and his capital was in Babylon which he had built from scratch. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that this guy felt so, so proud because he felt that 
his hand had brought the power. You see, when we are working hard, hard work and the grace of God creates wealth. And when the wealth begins to come, pride is the first neighbor we encounter. We begin to believe that our hard work has paid. Our hard work is giving us, look, I just bought a new house. Look, I just bought a new car. Look at my clothes. Look at the new shoe I've bought. Now I wear designer clothes. You used to go to the thrift shop to buy things. Now you have become so proud that if the, the, the clothes don't have a name, you don't touch it. It has to be a branded name. And the brand has to be a top brand or else you don't touch it. When you go to the shop, you tell the shops the shop to close because you don't shop with other shoppers. You know, there, there are some people when they go to some Harrods, as soon as they enter Harrods, the Harrods close temporarily. I'm not kidding you. When they go to this type of shakes and things, they don't shop with other shoppers. When they enter the shop, they close the shop. They say the shop is closed temporarily because shake somebody is in there. That one person is shop because Harold knows that he's shopping. By the time he finishes shopping, it will be more than 10 of the normal customers coming, even in the whole weeks. And then he goes and then he buys this and buy that and buy that and buy that and buy that. And he doesn't take, he doesn't carry anything with him. When he finishes finish buying, he just walks out of the shop, just like I am walking, without anything. But by the time he gets to Dubai, his clothes are waiting for him in Dubai. Hallelujah. This is this is the type of wealth. You see, wealth has a tendency. And you see, don't don't look at them. Because pride is something that a lot of us, when we are being proud, we don't know. We see pride in other people, but we don't see that what we are doing is pride. You used to serve God so well. You were always the first in the church, the last to leave. You were always on your knees. You were always helping the, the, the church of God. You were always doing the things of God. Now that you have gotten some small prosperity, now that some small blessing has entered, now we, we have to beg you to come to church. You don't see that as pride. You are looking at Nebuchadnezzar. Don't look at Nebuchadnezzar. Look at yourself. Now you are saying, Pastor, I don't have time. When I come to church, I'll sit at the back. So that before the grace is shared, I walk out. Because I don't want people talking to me. I don't want to be shaking people's hands. Now you see, you see the people. You, see, you look down on the people of God. Because you have now become blessed in your eyes. See, when David went and took Bathsheba and slept, you see, that is what pride does. Pride makes you think that you own everything. Even a thing that is not yours, you take it. He went to, he saw the woman having a bath. He said, whose damsel is this? Bring her to me. He said, the woman is married. I don't care. Bring her to me. Bring her quickly. And then it's like, now that you have, the woman has come, you have slept with the woman, and the woman is married. It's like, go and bring the husband. The husband is in the world. Go and bring the husband. Let the husband come and sleep with the wife. 
That's why it says no. See, there are some things that money cannot buy. You can't buy this. And it says, okay, if you don't sleep with your wife, kill him. It's okay. Because money talks. We will kill him. So they killed him. God said that when you were small in your own eyes, I was with you. I was the one that took Saul out and put you. You see, that is what we forget. That wherever we are standing, somebody was taken out and we have been put there. The, 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 the man you are married to, somebody was taken out to, for you to come there. Now that you are there, use your head. Don't think that your beauty is what has brought you there. There are more beautiful ones. My mother always says the beautiful ones are not yet born. Don't think that where you are, you are the, the alpha and omega. You are the first and the last. With, apart from you, nothing will happen. No. If you like that and see, the same person will be married to somebody else. Oh, you didn't like what I'm saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't allow prosperity to get into your head and become so proud. So proud that you cannot be corrected. You cannot be spoken to. There are some people, as a pastor, I don't speak to them. I don't advise them anymore. Because I can see pride from afar. And the Bible says that rebuke a scorner and they will hate you. So when I see you are becoming a scorner, I don't rebuke you. I don't correct you. I said, powerful. All correct, sir. Play on. Yeah. Because something bigger than me will rebuke you. It's called experience. Hallelujah. Number two, prosperity tends to bring with it, apart from pride, prosperity brings idolatry. Somebody say idolatry. Idolatry is the worship of things. Worship of things that you have created. Now, listen to what Nebuchadnezzar said. He said, is this not this great um, Babylon that I have built for my royal dwelling? His worship had gone into the thing. His worship had gone into the possessions. That is why I come. Remember how when you had some, some banger uh, uh, of a car, you'd never wash it. You just sit in it and go and come. Sit in it and go and come. Now that you have a, a new car, you have your personal toothbrush that you use to clean the, uh, to polish the, Oh, let me, let me preach my message. Let me preach my message. So they have one toothbrush for the uh, rims. They use the toothbrush to clean the rims. They have one toothbrush for the dashboard. They have special polish for the dashboard. When you sit in it, no eating in my car. You cannot eat uh, biscuits in my car. I'm not talking about anybody. Don't look at anybody. Hallelujah. Why? Because now possessions have you. You don't have possessions. Possessions have you. Now you are worshiping the possession that you have. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. 
From verse 20. The young man, this is a young man went to Jesus. Matthew chapter 19. I'm sure you all know this story. A young man went to Jesus. This is a young ruler. And this young man, maybe let me start from 19. No, verse 20. The young man said to him, all these things have I kept. No, let me give you the gist of the story. This man goes to Jesus and goes to say, good teacher, what can I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus said to the young man, all, uh, you shall honor the Lord, verse 90, says, honor the Lord, honor your father, your mother, and love the, your neighbor as yourself. The young man said, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I lack? What do I still lack? And Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell what you have and give it to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard these sayings, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. You know, some, some, some versions say that because great possessions had him. Do you understand what I'm saying? He could not let go of the goods that he had. He could not let go of the cars. He could not let go of the houses. Not, not let go of the designer clothes because the designer clothes had him. His heart was not had by God. God didn't have his heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? So Jesus diagnosed that this guy is close to God. But it's just that there's been a change in who holds him. God used to hold him. All these things he had done since his youth. When he was poor, he believed in God. He obeyed the commandments. He remembered God. God had him. But when he became prosperous, something else had him. And Jesus diagnosed, diagnosed rightly that the thing that had him was great possessions. So Jesus said, go and sell all that you have. And come and follow me. And the Bible said the man went home sad. Why? Because great possessions had him. You see, great possessions have the ability to have you. There are some people, they are always waiting. The new, the latest phone, the latest phone. As soon as the latest phone is released, the next day they have it. They worship their phone. They are always on, the, on it. They, they are waiting. The next phone, the next phone, the next one. I, I have a, a colleague at work. He's like, he has a contract. His contract that as soon as the latest Apple phone is released, he takes his own back and then they give him the latest within a day. So he's always paying the maximum. Because great possessions have him. Hallelujah. You worship things. There are some ladies, they sit the whole day They'll pull all their wardrobe out. They start. Then they'll put it in. Then they'll put this one on. Then they'll turn. They'll turn. They'll turn and put it back. And then they'll go and bring this one on. They'll turn. They'll turn. Then after they finish that, they line all the wigs. And then they put this one on and brush it and look and look and take that wig off and put the other wig on. Oh, you see, they've gone quiet. They don't want me to preach. They don't want me to preach. When I was talking about somebody else, <laughs> you were laughing. Now it's your turn. You are going quiet. Hey, you wear this shoe, then they'll hang this bag with the shoe, 
and then they'll go and check to see whether the shoe and the back are matching. Great possession has you. Great clothes. There are some clothes you haven't worn in five years. They are still hanging in your wardrobe. Why are they there? Because they have you. You can't, you don't have them. They have you. They always look at you and they tell you what to do. Hallelujah. Number three. I don't know whether I should go on. <laughs> Number three. We let our guards down against the enemy because of prosperity. Do you know that you are very spiritually alert when you are broke? When you are broke, you are very prayerful. You are spiritually alert. That is why when you go to certain parts of the world where food is a problem, the first thing you hear is prayer. The prayer warriors are praying. They pray all night. They are all night going on every day. They have different ways of praying. Sometimes you see them, they are in a circle as if they are dancing and they have rhythm and then they are praying and they are praying. They are praying the park. They are praying the street corners. They are praying everywhere because when you are broke, you are very, 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 very mindful of who Satan is and what Satan does. And you are very, very mindful what God is and what God does. So you are always fighting. Shatarara. Because you are hungry. You see, when you are hungry, you are very spiritual. You are very, very focused. You are very alert. When when you dream and some by by Fought or by design, some small bed or some demonic looking things passes. You just get up and that's the end of the sleep. You pray the whole house down because of one dream that went wrong. You pray and you anoint. You bind and you lose. You break and you set free. You go by your mother-in-law's bedroom and you break some things. You pour some oils in places. Because being broke makes you alert. But in the same petok, in the same person, when they become prosperous and they are sleeping, and some demon starts to play in the dream, they look at the, how silky their um, pajamas is and how beautiful the bed feels. They just get up. They get their, their, their robe, their um, morning coat on. And they go downstairs majestically. And they open the freezer. They, 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 they go to the ice dispenser and they dispense ice. Then they go to the, the, the uh, water dispenser bit and then they dispense water. Then they shake it. Then they take another glass. They go to where the juice is and dispense juice. And then they drink. And then they, when they are nice uh, flip-flops. And they go back upstairs. And then they take their morning coat off. And then they rearrange their silk pajamas. And they, they set themselves in, in that beautiful succulent bed. And they gather their feet into the bed. 
and then they go and they go father Jesus and they put the cloth on and they go to bed you are are, are too rich to fight the the same demons the same demons you send the prayer warriors to be fighting you have your personal listen there are people that have their own personal personal uh, what do you call it? prayer warriors they just send a text I hope you are praying for me because they have employed them because these people are hungry so you just give them you know 100 pounds in the morning and tell them I keep praying so they when they say, Father, remember that prayer was. So you direct Father to the prayer words and you go back to sleep. We tend to think that Satan is the most dangerous when we are broke. And need, in need. But we just don't realize that he's just as more dangerous. Now that we have prospered, now that we become famous, he's even more dangerous than when we're broke. Because when you, you fall, when you are broke, nobody knows. When you are not famous, they, they say he that is down need fear no fall. You're falling just from here to here. It's, it's not, but when you are high up and you drop, first of all, we all see it. Secondly, we will all hear it. Because the, the, the thought that will come, come we all hear, hey, what happened? And we'll see you sprawling on the floor. Hallelujah. See, suffering has a way of sharpening our spiritual antenna and spiritual senses. Being broke, sometimes it's good. It makes us sharper. When we become very, very blessed. You know, I, I, I remember some churches back in the day. I'm going to talk about prayer meeting. We don't have time. We come say we are praying. Because uh, Shall we pray? Heavens, open, then it's gone. Four hours. Kataya, kataya. Heavens open. Heavens open. Heavens open. Kataya, kataya. Then a man comes. Rain, four. It's gone. Another. There's no time limit until the man comes to say that we are finished. Uh, 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 let's share the grace and go home. We are there. But now. Listen, they give you one hour. You better finish all your prayer within one hour or you're on your own, mate. Hallelujah. Because we don't have time. We have things to do, places to go, people to see. Hallelujah. But, but listen, the devil has never changed. The devil that you are fighting when you're broke, when you're going to rain for, Heavens open. Hasn't changed. The same devil. Now you are too sophisticated to pray. You are too rich to contend with spirituality. See, that is why when Jesus went to the, uh, the when the temptation happened in the wilderness, Jesus, the first temptation, command the stones to be made bread. When Satan saw that all those things were not working, he said to them, now listen, see the kingdoms of this world. All these things are for me. And whoever I wish, I can give it to. Just kneel down here. I'll give you everything. 
Jesus said, no, no, no. No. I don't need these things. God only is the one that I will serve. I'm not bowing down to you. Don't allow great possessions to have you. I'm not saying don't, don't be rich. But you see, you can be rich and be poor in your mind. You can be rich and be humble in your eyes. You can be prosperous and li- listen, have millions and still be the usher of the church who washes the, 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 the toilet and, and cleans the church building. Become the most prosperous and you are still sing- singing in the choir. One of the saddest things I've seen in all my years as a, a choir director and as a pastor is that people come so loving, so passionate to serve God. As soon as they get married, they have one child. They leave the choir. The place that brought you the blessing, you've left it. Are you thinking straight? And it's not that my children, my children, my husband, my children, my husband, my children, my husband. Hey! Have you forgotten? I said, have you forgotten? I've seen it happen so many. And you see, the, the ending of those, that story is always the same. I'm telling you. I'm not trying to scare you. I've been doing this thing for a very, very long time. And I can tell you one thing. The ending is the same. Those who live, their, ending, their end is the same. There's nothing new under the sun. See, the place or the source of your blessing, when you become blessed, keep that place. Don't leave. I know pastors who have been pastors and they became very prosperous in life and they stopped pastoring. They gave their churches to people. It is their church, but they don't go there again. They sit at home. Change channels. I'm not telling you stories. Hallelujah. The thing that brought you the prosperity, you leave it. But their end is the same everywhere. Because Satan never ever changes. Satan is not. You see, Satan has the whole world's possession. But the possession of the world doesn't have him. His purpose and his plan to destroy, to steal from us, is still there. The thief cometh not for, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He doesn't change. Money has not changed Satan. We are the ones that money changes. Money never changes Satan. He's still focused on what he has to do to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you. All of us, small money that we see us changing. Small blessing that you see us changing. See, we forget prayer. No, we can't pray anymore because we are rich. We can't pray for one hour because we have things to do. We have to see our, our business partners on the other side of the world. This is their time. The time that we are sleeping, that's when they are busy, be, their busiest time is. So you have to call them. You cannot be praying. You can't go into church. See, you see them. I, I mean, I've seen them. When, when they become prosperous, they, they start moving from the front to the middle and to the back. Then it becomes every other week. Then it becomes once a month. Then occasions, they will come. Christmas, they will come. Easter, they will come. When it's Christmas or somebody's wedding, they will come. And then they, they, they will summon the pastor come, to come home. 
So every, every so often, they will summon the, when they feel they need prayer, they will summon the pastor. Because they pay the biggest tithe. They sit at home, but their tithe is more than the whole church. So they'll call the pastor, come, come to my home. Come and anoint this place. And the pastor also goes. May your money perish with you. You will never see these people on the street doing evangelism anymore. Meanwhile, they used to do evangelism. They don't do that anymore. Listen, I have seen many people who used to pray in the gardens. When you go to the garden, back in the day, they pray fast, bare-chested praying. Some of them don't even go to church anymore because they become so prosperous. It's sad. But listen, First Peter 5, 8. Your adversary there as a lion is going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. He hasn't stopped. He is still seeking. Whether you are rich or not, he is still seeking. Hallelujah. Number four. Are you learning something? Our trust and confidence is placed in what we possess rather than who possesses us. We change who holds us. We change our ownness from God. In 1 Timothy 6, 17, the Bible says, I command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty or to be proud, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. This was Paul's advice to Timothy that tell those who are rich in this world, don't allow the riches to possess you. Remember that God still rules in the affairs of men. This is what Nebuchadnezzar forgot. And so God had to remind him. Sometimes when certain uh, calamity comes, it's God's help. Because God could have easily destroyed Nebuchadnezzar where he stood. But he gave him the opportunity to go and learn sense in the wilderness to eat grass and learn sense. When Nebuchadnezzar came back from the uh, bush after seven years, he was well behaved. Because now he realized that it is not riches that holds him. It's God that holds him. Hallelujah. Let us never forget who holds the air we breathe. You know, all this, you hear this person has died. You hear that person, this COVID-19 season has taught us that, listen, you can see the person today, the next day the person is dead. I heard in the news, it was in Pennsylvania or Atlanta, one of the places, one of the ladies went to count the ballots. Went, went in the morning to count the ballots. In the evening when she got home, by 9 p.m. she was dead. She wasn't sick. She went from her home to go and count ballots. She finished, clogged out, went home. As soon as she got home, she couldn't breathe. COVID-19, COVID-19, she was dead. COVID, 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 COVID. As Donald Trump will say. She was dead. Yesterday, Kiran uh, brought me um, a picture. I don't know whether anybody has one li- watched Lean on Me. Uh, East Side High. The, the, the principal of East Side High 
school. The current principal. He's 46 years old. Young man. He died yesterday of COVID-19. So you see, you think you own so much. You think you have everything. You are, you are the best. Everybody's talking about you. No, the breath you take is not yours. COVID-19 can seize that breath and that's it. You're dead. Think there are 250,000 people that have died in America. Do you think that they are just statistics or numbers? They are human beings that have died. There are 47, 46 or 47,000 people have died in the UK. Do you think they are, they are just statistics? They are people's fathers, people's husbands, people's wives, people's children. Hallelujah. So do not trust in the air you breathe. Don't trust in the strength you have to get up out of bed. Don't trust in the remote you are holding to change the channels. Or the computer, as I'm talking, you can change me. Because what I'm saying you don't like. So you just change me now. So that you hear something else. Don't, don't trust in the finger that you are using to change the channel. Because that finger could be chopped off one day. Hallelujah. Oh, I said Hallelujah. I'm seeing whether people have just left because of what I'm saying. Those who have abundance are less inclined to place their trust in God because there is apparent security in what they have. It's apparent security. It's not real security. Hallelujah. Can I give you one last one? We conclude that our prosperity or abundance is as a result of our godliness. See, sometimes there's the, the deception that you have become rich and prosperous because of your good life. Because of your, the prayer you have prayed in the past. The good, uh, the good you have done in the past. That's what has brought you all this blessing. And you begin to believe that you are a good person. You begin to believe in your holiness. You begin to believe in your righteousness. Rather than Believing that God, it is God that lifts one up and puts one down. He says, I will choose whoever I choose. Jacob have I loved. Esau have I hated. What did Esau do wrong? Jacob was, when they talk about bad boys, Jacob was a, a worse boy than Esau. Jacob was a supplanter. He was somebody who was always stealing from people, tricking people. He was a con man. But yet, God says that I like, like him. I like the corn man. I don't like the, the farmer. I like the corn man. What can you do about it? So don't think that your goodness, you know, as a hardworking uh, lawyer, as a hardworking um, doctor, that is what has brought me all my uh, riches, my prosperity. No. No, it's not. It is the grace of God. I say it is the grace of God. It is only by grace that we are saved. Not of our own works, lest any man should boast. You cannot boast because you have, you have done this. Don't boast in your ability to pray. Don't boast in your ability to know scriptures. Don't boast in your ability to remember verses. No, 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 don't boast in it. Because with all your boasting, God can choose anybody. Hallelujah. 